There are certain moments and words that shaped a new era in pro wrestling. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Brett screwed Brett. Die, Rocky, die. Suck it! Introducing the Book of Wrestling, 25 catchphrases that explain the Attitude Era. Tune in as we relive one of the most exciting, intense, and over-the-top times in WWE with new interviews with the voices that made the promos, calls, and catchphrases into history. Listen now. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. All righty, let's roll, baby. It is a Friday Ringer Gambling Show, as scheduled. Joe House, John Zuschemski, my voice is shot. It was a late night, draft, NBA. Not the most profitable, but buddy, we're in one piece. How are you? I love doing these back-to-backs. We're at the time of year now, homeboy, where we could honestly do a show every single night um, because the betting card is is so effing fascinating, the, the twists and the turns. I feel pretty good. We had a good line on the NFL draft. We went through it with the Podfather yesterday. And we had, you know, we sized up the NBA card correctly last night. We just didn't hit, you know, our sort of preferred outcomes. Although all of us love Dallas, Dallas carried the day. And that, I, I honestly, uh, thank God Toronto folded when they did in the third quarter yesterday, because that let me go ahead and load up even more on Dallas. And that really saved my ass, buddy. Yeah. And look, I'm not going to kill us for our New Orleans lean, because obviously there was some news later in the day that changed things, that moved the line. So I think the pick we got wrong, blatantly wrong, was Toronto and Philadelphia. And listen, I'm not a believer in Philadelphia. When we get to round two serious prices, I will let you know that I'm not a believer in Philadelphia. But hey, after an embarrassing game five, they went on the road and they said, hey, we're the better team. Cut the nonsense. Let's go win this game going away. That's exactly what they did. And I mean... You and and Simmons tried to put me in the hallway yesterday. I tried to say, like, look, 
there is a guy on the Sixers who can swing the outcome here. He's got tons and tons of playoff experience. Not that it's like, you know, the most impeccable record ever, but James Harden came out and shot seven for 12, scored over 20 points, got the 15 assists, and he was the best guard in the game. So, it's funny you mention that. So my you know, sister my sister was there yesterday. She texts me, I want to bet Harden over points. I go, that's a terrible idea. She goes, he hasn't missed in warmups. So I said, all right, I'll throw it in for you. I did not ride because you know my feelings on playoff James Harden. I said, no way. I don't care what House said. I don't care what you have to say. I'm not betting this. She's texting me like the laughing emojis like midway through the third quarter. I'm like, well, good for you. You know what? It is your birthday here on Friday. So you got a little nice birthday present from James Harden and the friends at Fandle. Oh, happy birthday to JJ's sister. There we go. There you go. Um, Draft props were good to us, though. Give you yes. credit. I hopped on that quarterback prop. We cashed that bad boy. Way to go. Way to so go. Sauce Gardner to the Jets or Giants. Cash that one. Winner. Thibodeau over. Cash that one. London under. Cash that one. The only one we ended up failing on is the Lions, who had to get too cute, and they didn't take a quarterback for us. They let us down. They may yet take a quarterback. It was so interesting that, you know, the, the direction they they clearly went. They took Hutchinson. We had that. That was the parlay. It was a plus-money parlay of Hutchinson at, at the two-hole and um, a quarterback in that 30, 32nd spot. And what they did instead was jump up 20 spots. To get James to, Williams, to, yeah. Yeah, so they they have an idea about what they're trying to build. It's it's, it's apparent because on the other side, uh, receiver-wise, they're, they're pretty they, – they, they had, uh, um, you know, a diamond in the rough last year with Ra. Like, they, they really caught something. And if you have Jamison on one side, Ra on the other, and whatever quarterback they, they have their sights set on, Hmm, Detroit, like things are looking up for the good people of Detroit, possibly. Well, it's pretty wild. I feel like the big winners of last night, the Lions, the Jets, and the Giants, like, uh, (laughs) do I have to, am I living in like the bizarre world right now? Although, I caution my Jet and Giant brethren, this is not a loaded NFL draft. That's it. This is not like the year maybe you want to be winning an NFL draft, but hey, you never know. Just get it right. It's a meat to meat and potatoes draft. We talked about it yesterday. This it's a building block draft. Just don't, you know, do something crazy like trade a first round pick for Hollywood Brown. Like just don't make that mistake. Can anybody explain that to me? I cannot. Like I cannot. Amari Cooper 2 weeks ago was traded for a fifth round pick or 3 weeks ago and he Hi- actually can, he actually can catch the football. Hollywood effing Brown is worth a first round pick? Like what world are we living in? And I know Lamar Jackson was crying and it was belly aching or whatever. I love it. Your Ravens know what they're doing. That front office knows Man. what they're doing. Um I do like AJ Brown to the Eagles though. Fantastic. I know they paid him a crap ton of they money. They had the money. That's what the money's for. He's a number one wide receiver now. He and Devon He and Devontae Smith. It's funny. The Dolphins and the Eagles have basically done the exact same thing for their two young quarterbacks now. They have eliminated any excuse going into this year. It's like, all right, Tua, we got you Jim Waddle, we got you a tackle, and then we go and get you um, Tyreek Hill. Eagles, they say, okay, we got a great running game. We got a terrific offensive line. Now you got A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Don't screw it up. It's a lot of pressure on Jalen Hurts. I, I, More I'm not, pressure. Jalen Hurts or Tua? Uh, whew, it's got to be Tua. 
I think it's Tua. I think Tua more so in the national microscope. Yes. But in his local city, Hertz will get it a thousand times worse. Well, they they have a built-in option with with Minshew. I mean, you know, it I'd be Simmons interested. boy. I mean, he's got the ultimate man crush on him. Holy, I wouldn't and be I like shocked. Him, holy shit. You know, it's a two-headed monster. It could be interesting um with them in terms of of what that additional receiver means to them. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if there was some shared snap games uh, for the Eagles coming up this season. I'm just throwing it out there. You know, I don't know their game plan, but um, I, I think Minshew getting some time and splitting a little time and and Hurts running the ball a little bit more. I, I, I It hurts me as an NFC East guy. I don't like to see the Eagles get better, bud. They did. No, they absolutely they did. did. All right, buddy. Caught tonight. It's a simple one. One game, one and done like Carmelo Anthony at Syracuse. And you know there is an investment for me that is riding on this particular game because I took Minnesota plus one and a half games at the start of this series. That bet will ride into tonight for better or worse. Memphis favored by one and a half, total at 228 and a half, according to our friends over at FanDuel. I will defer to you because you know where my allegiances lie for this particular game. What are we thinking? It's a stay away. I don't really want to gamble on this game. Yeah, but it's a standalone, so you're going to do it, and I'm going to do it. I'm all you know I'm in it. You know yeah, I'm in course. it. Of course. the The thing is, um, I really want to jump on Minnesota. I like them at home. I like you know Edwards. That was such a big boy uh, three pointer that he made. They ran a per- Chris Finch called an awesome play call to get Edwards the ball, to tie that game up in Memphis. Like, they went, they went toe-to-toe with the Grizz in Memphis. They showed their mettle. Like, it's so great to see two young teams finding an identity through the course of a playoff series. And what I want more than anything else is another game after this. I want a game seven for these two young teams. My concern is just the inconsistency. Minnesota honestly could have already won this series. They had fourth quarter leads twice in this series of double digits, JJ. And it's just their lack of composure and execution. Even in that game, that game at Memphis was so winnable. They they were up 10 going in the fourth quarter. And there's a little bit of an ISO hero ball kind of thing. And they start taking turns a little bit. And I know I, I respect Finch. I think he's a great coach. But you can't, like, tell these kids, like, guys, move the effing ball. Now, look, one of the things that I did see in the news that does create a little bit of confidence, they had a players-only meeting. I love a players-only oh, meeting. Oh, you love the good old-fashioned players-only meeting? That's it. Going into game six, and the the takeaway from that players-only was we're going to move the ball. We're going to move the ball. So that, that would be the reason to jump on the Grizz. There is, like, a historical trend thing that's working against, I mean, uh, work, work for the Wolves, for the Wolves. There's a historical trend thing working against them. Road teams that are favored going into game six are like 28, some some number, like over near 72%. So that would be like, if, you, if you're a trend better, the trend supports jumping on the, on the Grizz here. And the Grizz have shown that fourth quarter composure. I know what my heart wants, so I'm only going to do a little bit on this. I'm going to bet on the the T Wolves. Okay, I'm gonna, so you're I'm gonna jump. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm, jump, I'm gonna play the money line a little bit. I'm gonna go ahead and grab the points as well. It's what I, I just want a game seven. I want a, between these two teams especially. It's so been I, a that's very evenly matched it. series. It has. You been. nailed it in game five. 
I mean, Finch, listen, he's gotten a lot out of that team. Can you call a damn timeout, though, to try to <laughs> silence the momentum? And then not only that, I got to watch Memphis get about 10 zillion second and third opportunities in game five. Those were killers. They're it backbreakers. Was. They miss a shot. Boom, Baines got one. Uh, the, the tipping the ball out. Morant's hitting threes right in my face. But what I know about Minnesota is that they are young and dumb. That can hurt them. It can help them. Yes. I think it helps in a game six where you're not really feeling the pressure. They're going to go out and play. They have responded to losses in this series. They responded in game four. We saw that. They've responded all year. I'm going to take them here tonight. I'm going to double the action. Go. And we're due, we're due for a game seven. Let's be honest. We're due for a game seven. The variance here also, and I'm glad you mentioned the offensive rebounds, the variance should come from Minnesota reducing um, its turnovers. I think they had they had double digits up near like 15 or 16, and Memphis converted a ton of those turnovers. And Memphis also, I think it was 19 offensive boards, nine of which were Brandon Clark. Can somebody put an ass in Brandon Clark's chest, please? Is that too much to ask for? Uh, for us tonight, we're going to need it if we're going to cover this game. We're going to need it. <laughs> and we're going to need a whole lot of the Ant-Man. So, double that. I, I like that. I mean, let, let I me trust the Ant-Man. Ant me too. There. I trust the Ant-Man. Believer in the Ant-Man. Okay. All right. We're going to take a quick break, and then we got serious prices to discuss here for round two. Okay, House, round two series prices. We have every single one except the winner of this series taking on Steph and Clay and the Golden State Warriors. Let's start with, I think, the most intriguing and appealing series. That's Milwaukee and Boston. Are you surprised Boston? And I know Middleton right now, there's uncertainty. We're waiting to hear when he's going to come back. I still think minus 200 for Boston is way too pricey here. It's way so too he, pricey. He, here's my problem. Um, Shams reported yesterday that, uh, and I don't know if it was like a uh, uh, this week medical update, but the forecast for Middleton is out for the entirety of this series and possibly out for the conference finals if Milwaukee were to win. And so that to me is enough to, I mean, I'm disappointed because what what we as as NBA fans are really entitled to is those two teams um, fully healthy going, going ahead for seven games. That's it. For sure. I mean, that's what we're entitled to because I I respect the Heat, but I think the Celtics and the Bucks are the two best teams in in the Eastern Conference. I'll repeat myself. I respect the Heat, and I'm going to get down on the Heat in a few different ways uh, when we get to them. But I I. I just think like, you know, in terms of I can see either one of Boston or Milwaukee playing for the NBA championship this year, just based on what we've seen from the first round and the, especially the way Milwaukee, um, you know, had a giveaway game and, and cost me some money on the on the wager I made on them sweeping. But they had the best rating of any team in, in the playoffs thus far because their defense against Chicago was impeccable. And that's the thing where they might be able to create a little bit of an advantage in a way um, that the Nets were completely incapable of. The Nets couldn't shut down the Celtics' first unit, the Celtics' second unit, 
any unit that the Celtics put together, the Nets had no chance, and they permitted offensive rebound off after offensive rebound. They let guys get to the hole whenever they wanted. They were they were dead dead legged on on covering out on the perimeter. Milwaukee has the defensive flexibility um, to get out on the perimeter to try and jam up um, Tatum a little bit. They have the athletes to do it. It's a bummer to miss Middleton. But the thing that's interesting to me is what we're going to see from Boston in terms of trying to deal with the freak. Yeah. And listen, they did a brilliant job on Durant. You give them credit for that. The difference is the freak is going to be surrounded by shooters galore on that perimeter. And we've seen the freak make the right basketball play, dominate inside. It's a different, it is a different type of defense that you have to play for Giannis as opposed to Kevin Durant, where you know Kevin Durant's going to work in the mid-range. You know Kevin Durant is going to work outside. Giannis's brute strength, it's different. It's flat out different. And from a value standpoint, House, I counter he's the best player in the series. I'm getting them at plus 168. They are the reigning NBA champs, and I know this is a big absence in Middleton. But I'm looking at the value here. The value of this opening series line is Milwaukee. To me, if you're betting Boston, and I still think this will be a lengthy series, I think you can sit out the first two games and maybe get Boston minus 140, minus 130. Now, they're going to win the first two games. I'm going to have egg on my face. I think Milwaukee will get one of the first two in Boston. I totally share your point of view on this, and I absolutely agree with the value proposition, so much so that I jumped on it when it was plus 175 um, when it opened up earlier a couple days ago. Um, And now I know it's down to plus 168. But um, I honestly very much like Milwaukee getting the points in this first game. They're getting five in in Boston. I mean, I I didn't see enough. the, The interesting thing, another sort of component to this is like the Nets could not have been a better fit for the Celtics defense. Like they, they, they aided and abetted. They were accomplices in their own demise by shooting the shots that that defense was like, please, we're dying for you to shoot all these mid range shots, these contested threes at the end of the shot clock clock. That's not what Milwaukee's going to do. So I like the value proposition. I'm joining you on the bucks. I already have, I love the action on the plus plus one seventy five. I also love the bucks getting five points in this first game. I'm right there with you. I would play Milwaukee in game one. I think they will be ready to rock. So, seems like we're a united front right out of the gate. Bucks. even though you like the Celtics and think they're a better team, you think the number is just too good to pass up on Milwaukee. That's exactly right. Couldn't put it any better. Well, that's what I do. All right, second one. And I remember last Friday, actually, you were out. It was me, BS, and Raheem. And I mentioned Philly, Miami. What would the series price be? They were telling me 120, 125. I'm like, nah, it's going to be closer to 150. Well, House, Philly, Miami now, the Heat have gone up to minus 178. There was no way they were giving us minus 120 or 125 with the Heat. Against this team, no shot. I saw it open at, at, at minus 155. The Sixers at plus 135. I was like, oh, that's a fair price. Those are fair prices. And then I, I bounced in this morning as we prepared, and it's minus 178 for the Heat, and the Sixers are up to plus 150. So, mm, I wish now, I got 155 when I did. Yeah. I mean, listen, it doesn't change anything for me. I think Miami is the tougher team. 
I think the fact that Jimmy Butler has this like revenge angle of sticking it to the Sixers, even though he was barely there, but still like he played in a playoff series. Is it, is it really revenge? Like he left. He did. Yeah, I, I he still like call. it though. Listen, right. I'm trying to drum it up every which way. <laughs> um, and I just think Miami has been the more cohesive together team throughout the course of this year. And if they're playing games that come down to the wire, if they're playing games where they got to execute in the half court, I just trust them a lot more than I do Philly. It's really as simple as that. It's that latter point that resonates with me, which is their ability to score a variety of different ways from a variety of different sources. We had the Max Struess game. We had the Duncan Robinson game. You know, Bam is going to get his. Jimmy had two. But the thing is, they have, they can be flexible. They can be an inside team. They can be an outside team. Obviously, everything for the Sixers resides with the health of Joel's thumb. It looked pretty good last night. I thought, you know, that was kind of encouraging if you're a Sixers backer. They handled the, their business. These two teams split during the regular season. I don't know if you can draw any conclusions. Don't put much stock in it. From that. But, no. like, how do you think the Heat are going to defend Joel? That's that's what's intriguing to me. Well, and that's where Eric Spolster's got to get in the lab. He's got to throw a bunch of different bodies and a bunch of different dudes at him. And basically, I would be looking to force the ball out onto the perimeter as much as I can. Yeah, I would almost want to take the ball out of Embiid's hands by initiating double teams and whatnot. And I get the logic of Joel can physically just impose his will here, and Miami doesn't have an answer for it. But you're going to need something out of those secondary players for Philly. You can win games giving Joel 35 and 15. We've you can it. still win. You We've can still, it. that's right. So it really comes down to, um, you know, D Danny Green and, uh, uh, um, Maxie. you know, and Maxi and well, Tobias Harris. Like, Horton. I think it comes uh, House, they need Horton to give you a game like we saw in game six against Toronto. They need so, multiple games like that if they're going to win this series. We have to get some inside scoop. Will, will there be a hyperbaric chamber? Will he have the compression, the ice? Comp like, you know, we need to know his physical health like nearly every day during the day. I want updates on him. What did he eat? What did James have for breakfast this morning? Was it a juice or, or was it, you know, eggs and, and bacon? Like, I, you know, I, I really feel like if we're going to put all of our stock in Harden, I think that's the right call. I think that, you know, if you're going to make a, a Sixers investment at all, you're really riding the the Harden outcome and you're the, the Harden variance is, is, is really the determinative factor. Uh, I'm not prepared to do it. <laughs> the price won't get me there. Um, I'm playing this very simply. Miami to win a series, I'll let the juice. And then I'm taking Miami minus one and a half games at plus 120. So yeah. I'm in on the heat. I do not think this series will go a seventh game. I'm taking Miami, laying the wood, and I'm taking Miami minus one and a half games. I'm going to, I'm just going to join you. I think it's a simple kind of thing. I'll root for. Joel. Now, here, one of the things that I've liked very much about the first round of these playoffs is we've had the opportunity to juxtapose the, you know, the, the three contenders for league MVP. And there was enough, uh, uh, you know, each each contender sort of fed the, the NBA public enough to sort of justify whichever outcome to make their I, case. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think Jokic is 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 I mean, he's the prohibitive leader um, to win. MVP, and I think that's likely to be the case. But but Joel made a pretty good statement through this first round, I would Including say. Including a buzzer beater in game three. 
which I like, you know, incredible, right? That's exactly what you want out of a guy in his MVP year. Um, but I, I just think this is the end of the road for the Sixers. They just don't have enough weapons. They're they're a work in progress, and and they you know the trade at uh, the trade deadline with, with Simmons, the disruptions of of the entire season with Simmons. You know, just this is where you have to pay the piper. Let's get to the West. We don't have the Golden State other series. What do we think? Golden State be minus like 300 against. Well, they'd be minus 300 plus against Minnesota. 250 against Memphis. 250 sounds right. I think that's yeah. a good number. Okay. Dallas and Phoenix. Booker is back. He played in game six. Was not great in game six, but he played in game six. This Dallas team got whatever they wanted on the outside against the Utah Jazz. They are not going to get whatever they want in this series against Phoenix. But they have Luka. They have some good juju going. Are you tempted in any way, House, to get involved with the underdog here? Not on a series basis. I I I need to see a game. You know what I mean? In the same way that I watched Dallas lose to Utah in game one of that series, I just wanted to see a game before waiting in. And fortunately... <laughs> Utah won, but I loved the way that Dallas looked, and I jumped on the Dallas series price at plus five five twenty five, and lo and behold, you know that was a big fat winner. I want to see the matchup one time before I weighed in on a series basis. I just feel like Phoenix is such a different animal defensively. They're so flexible; they can be big, they can be small. They can indulge Dallas playing that slowdown half-court game that Dallas likes. And Phoenix can control pace in a way that Utah just flatly was, was unable to. If Phoenix wants to run, they'll run. And they have the, the, the horses to do it. I want to see the matchup one time before I jump in with any kind of perspective on Dallas. My lean price-wise would just be to go ahead and lay it with Phoenix because, you know, history has shown us that teams that win in the mid-60s in the regular season make it to the conference finals. There's, you know, a good track record of that. Um, so my lean would be in that direction, but I'm going to watch a game. I'm going to sit out for for a minute on the series price. Um, and if you want to take Phoenix to win by minus one and a half, minus 118. Not a terrible price if you don't want to lay 275. But you could get cute house. Hope for Dallas winning one of the first two games. And then maybe you're getting the Suns at like minus 160, 170. And then there you just see them to win the damn series. And that would be like a narrative if you think that, um, and I, I actually subscribe to this, you know, we're going to get a Luka game in one of the first two games. You would figure. You know, yeah. So, and, and you know, thank God I'm knocking on wood. He looks healthy, right? Uh, uh, the calf looks like it's 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 fine. He's moving pretty good. He's got that tape all over his shoulder and his neck. I mean, the guy, you know, he's the the, the wounded warrior. But you know, he 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 has the ability. He's a singular talent, able to to control. Notwithstanding, Chris Paul, holy shit, Chris Paul. I mean, you can't my have goodness. A podcast. That's why he strikes me as a man who's not going to be denied this year. That's where I'm with is, you. I'm rooting for Phoenix. I want to see Phoenix win the title. Uh, I don't want to have Golden State there again. I don't want Simmons' happiness. Like, Simmons could get to the final. That's <laughs> fine. But we're gonna, you and I will be big Phoenix Suns fans if indeed that is the case. You got that right, buddy. Hey, enjoy your weekend. It seems like we're in on Milwaukee and we're in on Minnesota. And the problem with these series prices, House, a lot of hefty juice, man. You know, I felt like we were able to find an underdog or two we really liked in round one. 
it's tough for the do now going into the second round. But Milwaukee seems to be that team, my friend. I'm right, th- I'm right there with you. Are you going to lay the points on the heat? Or are you going to? Uh, well, uh, I didn't see a line yet. Oh, I didn't I, actually... It's a heat minus four for game how one. I, how did I miss that? I'm sorry. You're I okay. That. You're allowed. Wow. I'm. It's the weekend. I, how do I forget the two lines of these games? I didn't think they put them well, up. Well, no, we uh, talked about we, we talked about the Bucks grabbing the five. That's what happens when you don't scroll down on your FanDuel account. Um, <laughs> Bucks I, grabbing the five. Are you going to do anything on Heat Sixers? I would take Miami laying four. Okay. I'll, I, I, I might join you. That might, can we, should we do a family parlay? Can that be our parlay? How about this then? How about this for our family parlay? Milwaukee plus the points, Miami to win. Pretty simple. Okay. Okay. Um, or do Great. we want to get involved with Phoenix and Dallas? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm okay with that. Or or well, do we throw Minnesota in there? That's the question. I don't want to do it. I'm, I, I I'm going to do a little I'm bit of invested. exposure. Yeah, that's right. You and me both. So let's. Why don't we do um, Phoenix money line, Miami money line, and Milwaukee plus the points? That gets us three to one. I mean, you know, that's all we're after. That's what on we this like. Thing. That's what, for that's the family. Usually when we're at our best. So for the that, family, for the family, a family parlay, Phoenix. Miami on the money line, Milwaukee plus the five. I love it, pal. JJ, we did it, buddy. We're back Tuesday, Friday next week, and go Bucks. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. Go JJ Bucks. out, house out. Enjoy your weekend. Good work, Morgan. Be good, everybody. <laughs>